Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We are here uh, just in the midst of championship week, uh, and we are all excited for the games that will decide this year's Super Bowl. Um, I had some good football last week. Uh, I'm joined here by Pep the Chep. How you doing, Pep? Oh, I'm just feeling great and ready for the podcast tonight. I just can't believe we're so close to the end here. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, – it, it is sad in a way, although I definitely will. Uh, you know, it is the most exciting time of the season. Um, uh, also with me here, uh, Screwballs. Uh, it's been, been a little while since you've uh, been on the podcast. Uh, maybe not that long, a couple weeks. Um how, how did you enjoy uh, this past playoff week? Um, it was fun. I enjoyed a lot of the games. Happy to. I'm really. I think these matchups are the best possible matchups we've got. I think these next three games are going to be some of the most exciting I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there might be the end of the season, but uh, hopefully, we still got a lot of good football left. Um, and then we can go back to the off season where we're just missing football for a long time, but we'll still have plenty to talk about in the off season. Uh, the off season is always an exciting time too, but, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, start by talking about last week's games. Um, uh, there were some good ones. I think, uh, we'll start with the first game of the weekend, uh, Colts chiefs, a uh, little bit of snow, not too much, but, uh, enjoyable to see that weather were, were, were you guys surprised by this game uh pep yeah i was a little surprised because uh our podcast listeners know how big i was on the colts i think uh the biggest surprise of the game was chief's defense that had been playing reasonably well but um was able to just kind of stop that hot hot colts team and keep them to 13 points i thought that was very impressive for these chiefs heading into championship weekend yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, the biggest uh, matchup of this game to me was the that Colts offensive line against that Chiefs pass rush. Um, certainly two really good units. This, I know the Chiefs defense overall hasn't been good, but they have some studs there rushing the passer. Chris Jones, D4, Justin Houston, one of the best pass rushing trios in the league. Uh, but the Colts also have one of the best offensive lines in the league, so I thought that would be a, a matchup that probably the most important match of the game and i think it was i think that that that's what kind of stifled the the colts offense especially when you know that chiefs offense gets up to that hot start uh and then then you have to play catch up and their pass just can get after you yeah screw what do you think about this game yeah i thought i thought andrew luck was going to take over that game if he had time to pass the ball but i feel like those edge rushers were pressuring him so quick every time he didn't really have time to do anything and then all the Colts needed to do was just or the Chiefs needed to do was just score like a few touchdowns it was pretty much over like I felt like Angela couldn't do anything back there yeah maybe they felt that uh, they remembered that playoff game back in uh 2014 it was I think um they, I mean Andrew Luck that was back uh Andrew they, they, their offensive line wanted to look like it did back then to give Andrew Luck a good chance. So uh I think that's what their strategy was, uh to try to come back in that one. Yeah, I mean I, I was really I picked the Colts because I thought Andrew Luck would tear him apart. I thought their defense would play better and then Andrew Luck would just pick him apart, but that didn't happen. That's why I'm yeah, in last place in the, the pickles. Well we all picked the Colts except for our unpaid intern somehow went with the Chiefs. Uh just 
being unimaginative to go with the home team. Uh, well, all the home teams did win, so I guess that was a smart move. Um, but uh, I, I, I still think I mean the Colts had had an off day. Um, I do think the Chiefs are the better team, um, but I thought you know with that Colts defense, I thought they had the better defense, and then I thought Andrew Luck would be able to take advantage and keep up with the that Chiefs offense, but he didn't at all. That their Colts offense couldn't get anything going, um, and. Uh, there, there wasn't much, uh, wasn't much, isn't much what you, you can do when you, you know Patrick Mahomes is going to put up points. So, yeah, yeah, much agreed, much agreed. Mm, yeah, yeah, a little, little disappointing start to the weekend, I thought. Um, but uh, I, I thought a better game uh, toward in the night night game Saturday. Um, Cowboys Rams. I mean, it it wasn't a super competitive game. I think the Rams were in control for most of the game. But uh, what what do you thought? What did you think was the key to this Rams victory, Pep? Jeez, you talk about offensive line versus defensive line in the uh, the Chiefs Colts uh, slot, and this was definitely definitely like that. The Rams rushing attack was hot coming into this postseason, and uh, a lot of people thought the Cowboys defense would play better than it did, but. Uh, that play action on the Rams just got those young young linebackers kind of off their feet. And uh, from there, C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley were able to have some really good games and open up that play action. Yeah, it's tough when you're going against the best running back in the league. Um, I mean, I know I said I, said I was uh, the Seahawks. I thought the Seahawks had a better running game uh, than the Rams. But, uh, I, you know, I, I have to take that back because, I mean, the Rams just have – too good at too good a running back. I mean, he's just he's just a beast. That C.J. Anderson. I know C.J. Anderson for him. He could have been an MVP candidate. Absolutely. Uh, Panthers were were just crazy to get rid of him. And John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, true. He was. I mean, they they got Doug Martin and Jalen Shard. I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't forget DeAndre tough. Washington. Of course. Uh, how, how could I? Unforgettable player, him. It was a nice little rejuvenation uh, for for CJ Anderson to get some fresh legs. Um, you know, he's clearly used the season to get in shape. Uh, you can tell that by uh, his just just a physical specimen there. Um, but uh, the Cowboys defenders just wanted no part of CJ Anderson. Uh, he was. He was running over over defenders, uh, and that you're 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 right, Pep. That the Rams' offensive line just absolutely dominated the Cowboys' supposedly stout defensive front. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's sort of the opposite of what happened in the Colts Chiefs. This was one where the the offensive line was able to just impose their will and allowed the Rams to just stay in control. It was a it was a run-heavy game, not a lot of possessions because both teams wanted to run the ball and run down the clock. Uh, and the Rams just uh, – the Cowboys defense just couldn't get enough stops. I thought, thought their offense would be their downfall, but uh, it turned out to be their defense in this one, just not the same unit on the road. Yeah, and I, I thought it kind of interesting talking to a couple Cowboys fans who were a little disappointed with Scott Linehan's play calling. Um just seemed like they got behind pretty fast and and there really wasn't any way you know to keep up with these rams yeah i mean 
the the Rams only had like nine possessions, I think. So I mean, if you can't get stopped, I think they they scored on all but one of them, maybe. Um, I, I, should, I should probably should check that before I uh, said that, but uh, or I think they uh, they missed a field goal and then. I, I don't know. I, whatever. Uh, Pro Football Jokes doesn't do their research, apparently. It's super but, um, right. It's super right. The Cowboys played badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that their offense honestly was fine. Like it, it, it did enough where, where you expect. You know, they're supposed to be a defense first team. Um, I know the Rams are obviously an offense first team, so it's tough when you're going against that kind of competition. Um, but that's one where you would like to have your defense win the game. Um, what, what do you guys think about the uh, Sean McVay call to go for it? Um, they, they had the ball up eight, I think, uh, and they they went, uh, instead of kicking the field goal down on the one, they, they went for it on fourth and goal. Um, did you guys think that was a good call? As, as I a think- fan, I, I like watching that a lot more. I think it's at least more interesting when they do risky stuff like that all the time. So I give him credit for that. I don't know if it was necessarily the smartest move, but as a fan, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with Screw. Um, and it was also a little bit predictable to me just watching the way Sean McVay has been pushing buttons these past two seasons. It kind of seemed like a predictable call. He he felt like he had it in, in the red zone, and just that's just a Sean McVay call in my opinion. Yeah, I... I... I can't hate on the call too much because when, when it happened, I said, you know, I would, I don't think it's the right call. I think you should probably kick the field goal. But the, then I said, they'll probably get it anyway, because that, that they were clearly the better team. Uh, and they, I mean, they, they had the, the they've clear, they've been able to run over the Cowboys all day. Why, why not one more yard? Um, so I, I, I still don't agree with the call, but I, can't can't fault them too much they they got it and won the game um they would have won it anyway if they kicked the field goal that's that's why i'm kind of in favor of just kicking the field goal but hey you know why not put up the extra points all those people who played cj anderson and daily fantasy uh can be happy you know it kind of reminded me of his play calling at the end of the rams chiefs game um during those last couple series, he wasn't running it. He was just, he kept going to his play action and, and some of the calls weren't working, but that's just Sean. Well, McVay. Before they had CJ Anderson. So yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, before they had the MVP candidate, um, <laughs> he just kept going back to those play action calls. And I, that's just the aggressiveness, aggressiveness of Sean McVay. I, it certainly, I didn't take it as a diss to Greg the leg in any, any way, just, you know, <laughs> he didn't trust Greg the leg to make the <laughs> nineteen yard field goal. Hey, take take the points. You know, uh, it was a fun game. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was a fun game. Um, the, not not so much of a fun game um, unless you're a Patriots fan. Uh, next uh, on Sunday, the early game was Chargers Patriots, uh, and it seemed like the Patriots might have gotten some of their mojo back in this one. Uh, what do you think about it, Screw? Um, I was super surprised by how quickly they got ahead. They were blowing them out early, and then I feel like the Chargers' offense really couldn't do much, and the Patriots kind of... Actually, the Chargers did come back a little bit in the end. I don't know. I think the Chargers started off way too slow, 
and just dug themselves in a hole against Tom Brady where he just has no chance, pretty much. Yeah, Patriots keep their undefeated record at home, haven't lost at home all season. Um, only team in the NFL to do that. Um, and I, But they look like a completely different Patriots team than they looked all year. Like I thought Tom Brady had by far his best game of the season. Um, he looked like the MVP candidate. He was, I mean, the MVP he was last year. Um, he was just delivering the ball on time, uh, just right on the money, uh, throwing strikes. I mean, it's uh, and people are saying, you know, it's not like he was making these super difficult throws. I mean, that's not normally what he did back when he was an MVP. Like, it's just managing the game, figuring out where's the open spot and just consistently delivering those passes on target where the receivers can run after the catch and consistently gain yards, move down the field effortlessly. Um, and that's exactly what he did against this Chargers team. They, they looked like the old Patriots and they looked just as dangerous as they did last year when they made their Super Bowl, made it to the Super Bowl. And I can't really doubt that they're going to do it again. Uh, it's going to be tough going into Kansas City, but uh, did you uh, see a big difference between the Patriots uh, last weekend and the Patriots for the past, for rest of the season, Pep? I think, it. you know, it's classic Patriots football. I mean, um, this is definitely different from a few of their wins this season. They came out and just kicked the Chargers in the teeth. I think you're completely right, Alex, about Tom Brady managing the game and delivering strikes. And looking back on, on those strikes, the receivers were just getting wide open. I mean, I feel like there was some criticism of the Patriots have bad receivers this season. But, I mean, everyone got in on the action this game. And you know what? Nobody mentions the Patriots' rushing attack. I feel like Sony Michelle is like, hey, I'm a guy too, and comes out in the first half and gets three touchdowns. I mean, it was just complete domination. Um, I think the Chargers were able to catch up a little bit just because the Patriots might have been playing a little softer in the end there. But this is a, a very bad time for Chiefs fans to see the Patriots warm up in just about every aspect of their game. Yeah, it's weird. Usually we see this type of game from the Patriots earlier in the season, um, but they maybe they just wanted to wait till the playoffs to to make their statement game, um, which I think this was. Uh, I, I, it, it's tough for me to say the Patriots aren't going to be anything other than this for the rest of the rest of the playoffs, um, but maybe it was just a one game aberration. Who knows? Um, and you're right that the the running game was great. Tony Michelle. Um, the the running game as a whole has been has been pretty good all year, um, fairly consistent. Um, but it, it was the passing yeah. game that really uh, they opened up with pass, and that kind of set up the run. Uh, I think coming out, going play action, they they were able to get those even with the Chargers in that you know seven DB look that they that worked so well against the Ravens. Uh, the Patriots were just able to take advantage of that by. At making them play the run and then getting the sneaking those receivers in behind them didn't really matter that they're playing all those DBs when they're all coming up to play the run so aggressively. Um, and then once they soften that up with their play action, they were able to just run it down their throats with the power running game. Um, and I thought, you know, it it show, it goes to show also, you know, how important getting that buy is. Um, all the teams that had a buy one, uh, I think they they were able to see what the Chargers did against the Ravens that was so successful and develop a game plan specifically to stop it. 
um, and take advantage of what they were doing on defense. Yeah, outcoached, outplayed, um, as consistent as ever has been uh, James White and you know Tom Brady and the Patriots. So yeah, you wouldn't uh, wouldn't expect off to all those guys. Wouldn't expect Anthony Lane to get outcoached like that by Bill Belichick. So. <laughs> Hey, it was it was a good run by the Chargers. You, your heart has to go out for him, uh, but you know we'll get past that. Yeah, it is unfortunate, you know, if you're the Chargers and you're, you know, you're, you're you had the second best record, well, tied for the best record in the conference, and you uh, have to go into Foxborough when the Patriots are coming off a bye, even though you had the better record. So that 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 is tough for the Chargers, but uh, they they got thoroughly demolished by the Patriots. So uh, the final score doesn't even tell the full story. Um, All right. Why don't we go to probably the most competitive game of the weekend? The last one, Eagles saints Um, Eagles came out hot, got into a 14 to nothing lead, uh, but then couldn't capture recapture any Nick Foles magic after that. Um, What, what, what do you make of this game screw? Which game? Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> the the only one that's left, the Eagles Saints. Eagles Saints. Um <sighs> Eagles Saints. That was a good game. Uh I watched that at Dogfish Head with a nice beer. Trying to take some notes oh, nice. for this podcast today. I usually write better notes when I have a beer in my hand. But the uh <laughs> I thought the game was pretty good. I was I was hoping the Eagles offense would do a little bit more than it did. Drew Brees kinda started playing a little bit better. I feel like their offense is slowing down. They're averaging like 19 points a game in the last like six or so. So I think in order for them to win the next game, they're going to need to step it up, but they did what it took to win that one. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, the offensive concerns are true, Drew. Um, but I, who would have thought that a fake punt from inside the Saints zone 30 would turn this game around? Because that was a gutsy call, and Johnny Hecker isn't on the field. You don't have a Johnny Hecker. But Taysom Hill managed to get it done, and then they started driving. And uh, Saints just came back, and that defense played really well. Marcus Davenport made some good plays. Um, Yeah, it was just Nick Foles, you know. He's known for choking, so he choked and threw an interception. Uh, But I, I do have some concerns about that Saints team heading into their next game. Yeah, and what do you guys think of the decision? Uh, People have been kind of criticizing uh, Doug Peterson um, before the fake punt. I know, Pep, you and I missed this play because I had to brave the weather and go out in the snow and pick you up. Uh, We were gone about 10 minutes and missed the fake punt. Um, But uh, on the the play before, there was a penalty um, on on the Saints, uh, but the Saints got stopped short of the first down, so was fourth and one so doug peterson declined the penalty which would have moved him back making a much longer third down um and then if they got another stop and said he decided to decline it make it fourth and one um and that's what allowed them to get get an easy fake punt uh do you guys think he was he should have accepted the penalty or um are you going to kill him for that uh you know I, i i can't kill him for that i I'm not going to use the word aggressive. I've been talking about aggressive coaches too much in this podcast, uh, but that's kind of Doug Peterson's style. And if you if you're playing like a field position game, 
you could accept that penalty. But also you don't expect a team to run a fake punt from basically inside their own 30. Uh, I mean, it is something that can be criticized because it was a momentum shifter in the end. But uh, I, I can't fault the guy too much. I mean, he, he did a terrific job coaching his team back into this thing to even get that far. And uh, if you want to put all the blame on him, I, I guess he's kind of the face of the franchise <laughs> fine. But um, I, I, I can't fault the call too much. Yeah, I think uh, this is something coaches do all the time, first of all. I mean, I think – pretty much every coach in the league. I, I really do think every coach would have declined that penalty. Uh, but I do always question it when coaches do that. That I'm like, yeah, what if the other team just decided to go for it? I don't know that I'd decline it. You know, if I was the opposing coach, I'd, I would just go for it out of spite. Be like, oh, you don't think I can get this fourth and one? I'm going for it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I can't kill him too much for it because, um, you know, it's what every coach – would do in that situation and i mean you do have more to gain um if even if you if even if you knew they were going to go for it you might decline it just just to give yourself that opportunity get the stop and get the ball in great field position if you can if you can stop them on fourth and one um because i mean, that that's why people don't go for it in their own territory in case you were wondering um because if you don't get it the the other team is in better position than you would be if you got it um oh yeah a little little football knowledge there for you um so i mean so i mean why, why not yeah it's i do think it is more aggressive to to decline the penalty I, although it's probably i, I don't know i really say that because it's kind of the conservative approach too um but uh yeah i can't I, it's definitely not something where i'd where i'd kill him for it um and overall, I thought the Eagles uh, played a pretty good game. Their defense played strong. Drew Brees did did struggle a little bit. I, I thought he missed some some deep throws. He made some he made some great throws too. Um, and obviously, MVP of the game had to be Michael Thomas, right? Oh, hands down. Uh, his ten receptions for 171 yards, uh, touchdown. That that's that's pretty high caliber stuff. Yeah, I would have expected uh, Avante Maddox and Rasul Douglas to shut him down, but um, couldn't quite get it done. They did not get the job done. Yeah, you know they they put up a valiant effort. All right, before we move into the the championship game, um, why don't we talk about um, a subject uh, close to your heart, Drew? Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, su- no. Surprisingly, there is some drama in Pittsburgh. Um, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, new storyline. Stable franchise. <laughs> new storyline of the season. Uh, drama in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. Antonio Brown. Uh, we talked about you know the whole situation where he missed the last game. Um, got in a fight with his teammates. Uh, now it's looking like he is going to be traded. Uh, uh, well, uh, I shouldn't say he's going to be traded, but it, it's sort of pointing that direction. The Steelers have kind of come out and said they want to trade him. He seems like he's would prefer to be traded than stay in Pittsburgh. So it, it's almost written that he is going to be traded. Um, to, uh, first of all, Drew, you're a Steelers fan. Uh, are you s- sad to see Antonio Brown go, or are you uh, happy that – Juju is now uh, in the spotlight as the number one receiver. I am 
not happy at all. I think AB is probably one of the best receivers in the last like ten years. Maybe I think Calvin Johnson was better, but I don't know many receivers that have been better than him over that ten year period. Um, obviously, I'd not like to see him go, but I think of all teams, we've been like one of the best at developing young receivers. I don't think we're gonna find someone that's gonna replace AB, but I don't think we're short on our depth chart of wide receivers even now. I don't know if Juju's good enough to be like a really good number one receiver on the team, but I'm sure he'll do fine. Um, I'm just kind of sick of all this drama. I'm pretty pissed we lost both Le'Veon and Antonio Brown in one year, so that kind of sucks, but at least we have Juju, right? Yeah, he does some not the ideal situation. Uh, I do think uh, you're starting to run a little thin on receiver. I mean, James Washington has been kind of a disappointment. I mean, he's still definitely a- – Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he definitely has talent, so, I mean, maybe he can develop. Um, you know, it, uh, it seems like mo- more of the problems have just been, you know, with him being on the same page as Big Big Ben. And uh, sometimes he, Big Ben has criticized him for not knowing the routes, surprisingly. Um and you know, not not being it, it, it's typical rookie struggle. So I mean, he could always become a better receiver. I know they have you know guys like Darius Hayward Bay and Justin Hunter, but uh, I don't know that we can. Uh, and Ryan Switzer, of course, <laughs> Ryan Switzer, um, great great player who uh, beat you in fantasy that one time. Um, he did, but uh, yeah, that, they'll definitely need to add some to the receiving core. But that. Usually isn't a problem with the Steelers. They usually seem to find uh, new receivers pretty easily. So hopefully they can do that. Yeah, I will say this about this whole situation. If, you know, AB does not end up being a Steeler next year, this is one of the uglier uh, breakups I've seen in a while in the NFL between a high-profile player and, and their team. Yeah, I can't disagree. Stop making me cry, Pat. <laughs> Stop it. I, I mean, it's, it is bringing former teammates against each other, and now Mike Wallace's name is popping up, and I haven't even thought about him all season. And Ooh. I, I, Dude, I like I Mike don't Wallace know. a lot, you know, honestly. He was such a beast. Yeah, he was. You know, it's it, even, even the head coach of the Buccaneers now, Bruce Arians, is part of this drama. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders He's bringing everybody. In, get into it with AB, too. He tweeting at him for uh what was he tweeting about it to him pep that he wore. so um ab called him out for going and talking about it on nfl network and uh called bruce arian's names in the same tweet and then emmanuel sanders came back and said i, I wasn't doing that and skipping rehab just to go and talk about you being a fool and it's just it's it's getting ugly yeah uh and also emmanuel sanders said quote get off that gas uh Accusing AB of smoking pot. So uh, that's also something. Yeah, big storyline. I, I, I don't know if he meant that literally. Um, he, he did not. He did not. <laughs> but it's a good joke. It is a good joke. Um, and, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Emmanuel Sanders also, you know, even though he's, you know, sniping back at Antonio Brown, he also uh, kind of recruited him to come to Denver. You know, why not? Um, where do you think uh, some possible landing spots for AB might be if he does in fact get traded. Oh my goodness. Uh, The Niners have cap. The Jets have cap. Uh, I'm just thinking about teams that have cap. 
Um, with the Colts? Possibly the Dolphins. Uh, Would the Dolphins do it? I mean, they could. I, I we'll see who their head coach ends up being. It's looking like it might be Brian Flores. Uh, so I don't I have no idea if he's interested in Antonio Brown or not. Um, I, I wonder if the Bills would be interested. Ooh, that would be interesting. Putting AB with Josh Allen. Um, I don't know if that's something uh, Anthony Brown would particularly love. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a Buffalo Bill. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, they they should just. Uh, I, I think the Redskins end up trading uh, all their first round picks for him. Very, very possible situation that happens. Bruce Allen's a smart man, knows how to acquire talent through trade. <laughs> um, so I, it'll be an interesting, interesting sight to see wherever he goes. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where he ends up. Um, you know, maybe he does end up staying a Steeler. Maybe they, they work it out, uh, get some marriage counseling going, um, and uh, figure that out. Um, but I kind of doubt it. Um, anyway, why don't we stop talking about these teams that didn't make the playoffs uh, and move into the teams that are still left, our final four, um, the Patriots versus the Chiefs uh, in the AFC championship game. Uh, how do you see this one shaking out? Up? Ooh, their last meeting was just... It was good. It was a forty-three to forty match. I think that believed on a ended on a field goal, if I'm uh, correct. Yes. Last second, um, Steven Gaskowski field goal. Tom Brady was lights out through three touchdowns. Pat Mahomes threw four touchdowns with two picks. Um, it was just a, a game full of highlights, um, and I think uh, they had a few. The Chiefs had a few more players than playing uh, a running back. Um, it, was, it was a game full of highlights. I, I really don't know what to think about this other than this could be the exact same situation. Just two great teams going at it. Um, I know the Patriots are going into Arrowhead, and the last time they were there was the game they lost to Alex Smith, Jamal Charles, and Dwayne Bowe by so many points in 2014. Um, I just don't see it turning out that way. I kind of just after seeing these Patriots route the Chargers who who were able to beat the Chiefs, I mean, uh, I, I just got to stick with the Patriots and, and how well they just dominated last week. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Tom Brady on the road in the playoffs is uh, just 3-3. Three and three. Only played six road games in the playoffs. It's a little surprising. Oh, wow. Um yeah, I mean, not not including Super Bowls, obviously. That's a neutral site. Um, it's actually played more Super Bowls than road playoff games. Um, so that's kind of a good joke. But uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I kind of it's it's tough for me to pick. Think that Patrick Mahomes is going to beat Tom Brady in the in the AFC Championship game. I mean, we just haven't seen him be there yet. And you know, as a young quarterback, it's it's got to be. It's got to be tough, even though even though you're playing at home, um, going against the Patriots, who've just been there every year. Uh, this, uh, eight straight years in the AFC Championship. Um, that's uh, kind of crazy. Um, 
okay numbers okay okay <laughs> but uh, i i just don't see I, I i don't see the patriots just falling apart in this one um i think they're gonna come out like they were last week and have a great game plan against the Chiefs. um but the question is can they have a game plan good enough to even slow down patrick mahomes because he just he hasn't had a bad game all year like he's He's been great every single week. Um, everybody else has had down games, but Patrick Mahomes just every week is able to put up points. Uh, and the question is, can Tom Brady just outscore him? And I think that's the only way the Patriots are going to win this. Yeah, it could be a game of ball possession, uh, and the Patriots might just try to keep that uh, short passing offense on the field and, and keep Mahomes off the field. And you got to wonder, Andy Reid's, Lost Belichick a few times, once in a Super Bowl. Might be dialing up some some things. And do you think the weather will really be as big of an element? Negative five degrees, Alex? Yeah, I heard it's supposed to be pretty cold. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think it is harder to play in the cold. But I mean, they played both teams played in cold temperature last week. Obviously, not that cold. Um, but uh, it does get harder to to throw football. Um, to catch a football when it's you know feels like a brick hitting your hands uh and that hard to kick it for sure yeah um and then obviously getting hit uh, that's gonna be the question for me tom brady last week the biggest difference from him the rest of the season it seemed like he was willing to take those hits last week maybe it's just uh, he, he seemed a little skittish in the regular season like he was turning away from hits he just didn't wasn't prepared to take hits like he used to. Um, and it's harder to take hits in the cold. Uh, it just hurts more. And uh, But maybe he's just kind of been sa- trying to save himself for the playoffs because he knows that's when the games really count. Uh, now when the stakes are the highest, he he's willing to put his body on the line. Yeah, I think also one um, point you mentioned earlier, Alex, is uh, the Chargers played in the wild card round. The Patriots are able to get some tape on them. I mean, the Patriots and Chiefs have played this year, so you got to wonder if Belichick's been studying that tape and um, coming up with a likewise game plan to take on the Char- uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I do feel like that's the, the biggest difference between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick is that I feel like Andy Reid is just – one of the best offensive innovators in the game where he can just develop a game plan. It doesn't really matter who the opponent is. Um, and he can just develop a game plan. That's just going to work against anyone. Uh, and that's going to confuse defenses, no matter you know what defense you play. Um, whereas Bill Belichick will really look at what an opponent does and how to particularly stop that opponent, how to take advantage of their defenses and their offense, uh, how to confuse their offense. Um, so I think that's why you see Andy Reid have more success. Andy Reid seems typically have more success in the early part of the seasons when teams don't have much tape and he can just take advantage of the fact that he's a better offensive mind than the opponent, whereas Bill Belichick's do better late in the season where he has tape and knows uh, how to stop particular teams. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, it, it, it will be a good one, but I mean – uh, certainly wouldn't be surprised uh, either way in this one, but I think I would have to stick with the Patriots. They, that road stat you mentioned, Tom Brady being 3-3 three and three on the road in the playoffs is a good joke. 
uh, it's just hard to go against him in the playoffs, huh? Yeah, definitely is. Um, what are the road games he lost? Uh, he lost twice to the Broncos on the road. Um, uh, why can't I think of the other game he lost on the road? But whatever. He, was it against the Colts? Yes. Uh, sorry. It was, yeah. The, the, it, all three were, yeah, all three were Peyton Manning. Yeah. It was the Colts AFC Championship. Wow. Good times. So, I mean, that's another stat. Uh, never lost a road game to anyone other than Peyton Manning so, in, the, in the playoffs. So, it's pretty good football. Yep. This is disgusting. Um, all right. Why don't we move on to the NFC Championship game? Uh, this is a rematch of an early game this season as well. Um, also, a shootout. Uh, 45-35. Uh, Saints won at home. Again, this one is also back in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome with for the right to play in the Super Bowl at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, so why don't we uh, talk about this one? Uh, Pep, wh- which team do you have more confidence in going into this game? I definitely have to have, based on performances from this past Sunday, I, I definitely have more confidence in the Rams and how they are able to take care of a defense like the Cowboys. However, I feel like this will be the game of two great rushing attacks. On one side, you've got the Goat and Todd Gurley, and on the other side, you have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. I think those guys are definitely going to run the game, but someone on the Rams' defense, hopefully Aqib Tlaib. I don't trust Marcus Peters as much, as much as he wants to cover Michael Thomas. Someone's going to have to step up and cover Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I think you uh, slipped up there, Pep. You said uh, goat Todd Gurley. I think you meant C.J. Anderson, but uh, no, no, yeah, that's what I meant. The goat and Todd Gurley. Oh, the goat and Todd. Okay, sorry, my bad. I, I, I was confused. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was like, hey, that that doesn't sound right. Um, screw what? What do you think? You think uh, <laughs> the the Rams are able to uh, impose their will on the Saints defense like they did against the Cowboys? I think. Both have pretty solid defenses. I think I think the Rams have a better running game right now. I think they'll win. I don't trust the Saints. I trust Drew Brees, but I don't trust the rest of the offense, seeing how it's been going. I think I think the Rams might be a little more consistent, so I'll go with the Rams. But I like the Saints. I'd rather see the Saints go to the Super Bowl, but I have a feeling the, the Rams' running game is going to be a little too much. Yeah, I, I, I think the Rams do have a better running game for sure. Um, although last year the Saints, it's funny because last year the Saints had the best running game in the league, in my opinion. Um, that that dynamic duo of Ingram and Kamara, along with that offensive line, just uh, was running people over. And you know, this year it just hasn't been as good. Uh, you're right; the Rams have been the far superior running team. Um, but in the end, I I I just tick with the Saints. They're at home. Uh, they have the better defense, in my opinion. Um, and I trust Drew Brees way more than Jared Goff. Um, I know Sean McVay is obviously a tremendous coach, and the, the, the Rams do have more options in the as as an offense. Uh, Saints are kind of limited, you know. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and a little bit of Mark Ingram here and there. Um, but I mean, they, they really—it's hard to get people going like uh, Kirkwood, Keith Kirkwood, and. Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith, uh, those guys just don't consistently show up. Uh, 
you know, Taysom Hill might be their next most effective offensive player after those those top three. So, not even an overreaction. I think that's completely correct. <laughs> he's he's probably the best offensive weapon I've seen since Denard Robinson. Yep. I, uh, I think they can put that as as he shouldn't even be limited offense because he plays special teams too. He's just a a, a weapon. It's his position. Yeah, <laughs> there's really no no other way to describe that guy. I mean, he does it all, man. Um, it all, man. I love that guy. You man. know, the Saints were the Saints had a pretty good uh, second half last game, so we'll give them credit there. I just think. Yeah, the Rams, they're just a little little hungrier right now. Uh, and the rushing attack is just a little better based on what we saw in uh, last Sunday. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, see what happens. I know um, Sheldon Rankin's getting hurt. And that, that's definitely a big blow to that Saints running game, run defense. I mean, um, so if they can just, you know, get the 300, another 300 yards from – Anderson and Gurley, um, you know, maybe even get some John Kelly in the mix. I don't know. Um, if only they still had tape on Austin to you know hand the ball off to uh, those jet sweeps, then I think they would they they would really have a shot. But unfortunately, he's no longer there. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the the X factor. <laughs> no, Dave, a big mistake trading him away. Um, yeah, huge mistake. <laughs> um, but I, I'm I'm pretty excited for that one. I think that one will. Uh, the I I think the Patriots Chiefs game is the game I'm more excited for. What, what about you guys? Which games do you, do you, are you more excited for? I'd say Patriots Chiefs, but I like both of them. Drew, you go first. All right, I'll go first. Fine. Oh, um, I say Chiefs. Chiefs Patriots will be more exciting. I think. Yeah. I think it's just it's it's a chance for the young to devour the old. This is the, it's either it's either going to be the new age or it's just going to be Tom Brady's that. Right. It's either going to cement Tom Brady even more or it's just going to. I think it might be the end of the dynasty. The changing of the guard. What do you think, Beth? I I'm more excited for Saints Rams. Uh, we saw that game earlier in the season. It was just as exciting as Chiefs uh, Patriots, in my opinion. And uh, you know, two of the best teams in the NFC that we've been talking so highly on throughout the season, um, going at it. And I, I just think the Rams are a ton of fun to watch. And who's going to show up for the Saints um, at receiver? Because as Alex said, it's a different game every week. Someone else, some other wide receiver backups game on the Saints who catches a touchdown every week. That's not definitely not the headline, but uh, Drew Brees coming out there and seeing if he can he can come back and uh, get to the Super Bowl again. I just think it's going to be an exciting game to watch with a lot of good offense. Yeah, definitely two exciting games. I uh, can't go wrong with either one. Uh, that's why I think we'll just watch both of them, right? I think that's yeah. Uh... I think I'll I'll watch The Bachelor. <laughs> I know it's on a Monday, but I'll catch up on The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, that'll probably be more exciting. Uh, I'm just gonna watch the the game day morning version of uh, of The Bachelor. So, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Why, why don't we move into our final segment here? Um, it's uh, our overreaction segment. Uh, I know. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on one second. Someone didn't look at the chat. 
Uh, in the in the podcast. Oh, oh, we got to. Oh, I'm ball. sorry. We we're going into our our actual favorite segment. Uh, so it won't be our last segment. Um, but uh, if I thought I thought Screw was uh, slacking off and didn't prepare a chopping block this week. But uh, apparently he did one on the fly. That's why uh, maybe at some points he was uh, not paying attention. Um, nope. But it's okay. It was worth it to uh, to get this chopping block uh, going. Um, so why don't you take it from here, Screw? All right. Well, I have... I have wrote a specific playoff chopping block segment. It'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. Actually, most of most of the questions about the playoffs, some of them are not, but most most are about playoffs. It's pretty much all about the quarterbacks in the playoffs. Cool. Still. All right, so I'll start it up. We'll start off with Alex. Alex, it's been a while since the chopping block. Are you ready? I am always ready to be chopped. All right. Tom Brady had his best yards per game stat in 2011 with 327 yards per game. What year was his second best? Yards per game? Uh, 2007? It, it was 2012. He had 301 Ooh. yards per game. Thanks for playing. Pep! Glad to have you back on the chopping block. Are you ready? Chop, chop, chop. Mm. All right. Patrick Mahomes has been tearing it up this season. Which two teams did he throw six touchdowns against this season? Ooh. The Rams and uh, gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. The Raiders. It is the Rams and the Steelers. Oh, sorry, fans. I know. Off to a good start. Zero to zero tie. I like it. I like it. Alex, we're back to you. Jared Goff has also been going off on some teams, especially early in the season, like the Vikings, where he threw five touchdowns. But what team did he get his first loss to this season, where he only threw three touchdowns? Um, his first loss, uh, let me think. Um, this season. Yeah, I, I, I figured this season. Um, right. Right. Let's see. They started off pretty well um crap who did he lose to um hold on I, it was it was the saints yeah it was the saints his first loss it was the saints i'm gonna throw you a little boat this was actually isn't written down i want to see if you can remember his first loss first loss of his career do you know um yeah. I, I, remember, I remember it was uh, it was the game after that. No, it wasn't the game after. That. Um. Oh, it's in 2016. Yeah, I know. It was probably the first game he started. Um. I I, 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 I don't know. I, I I I don't know. I, I actually can't find it either. Okay. Can't I can't find it? You <laughs> might be right. <laughs> it's too. Uh, it was just it was just a guess. I I don't know. I remember when they got destroyed by the Falcons. I will, I will look it up. That was a good joke. I will look it up, and I might give you a point if you get it right next week. Next week, I'll make a correction. If you got if the card, you said the Cardinals. Yeah. All right. All right, Pat. Drew Brees had a historic season this year, but sometimes we all have our bad games. How many games did Drew Brees throw zero touchdowns this season? And a bonus point if you, you can name the two teams. <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn it. Alright. Alright, I'll change it up. I'll change it up. If you you get a point per team. Hey, that's not fair, man. I didn't even write the two teams, but uh, Oh great. Alright, if All you right. can name the two teams, you get a point per team. Um <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, the Dallas Cowboys and the... I'm pretty sure you threw one in that one. I did. Um, Alex, are you looking it up? No, I just remember. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was the Giants and the Panthers. Thanks for playing, Pat. All right, back to Alex. Alex, what was the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Uh, it was Super Bowl four. It was Super Bowl four. One point for Alex. It's been a high-scoring chopping block. I like it. Pep, when was the last time either the Patriots, Steelers, or Colts did not play in an AFC championship game? That is a very specific question. Sorry, Pep, but it's a fun stat. Can you name those teams again? When was the last time either the Patriots, Steelers, or Colts didn't play in the AFC Championship? 2012? Oh, Patriots. The Patriots have been eight straight. No, because it was, it was Flack, uh, Broncos, uh, uh, Ravens. No, and, it, was, it was Patriots, Ravens. Uh, Broncos, I'm Broncos, sorry, Ravens, divisional. divisional. Uh, um, it yeah, is a, a while ago. But, uh, 2000. I'm still going back. Alex, do you want to guess? Um, I think it would be 2002. Oh my god, it was 2002. I'm sorry, there's no steel. I'll give Alex. That's pretty, pretty <laughs> impressive. I'll give that to you. All right, Alex. Oh, I'll give this one to Pep. Pep, what year did the Saints win the Super Bowl? 2009. 2009 is correct. Pep. Right, we'll go to Alex for this one. Alex. Who has more touchdowns in their career, Dak Prescott or Jared Goff? Ooh, touchdown passes, I assume. Um, yes. Uh, I, I got to go Dak. Dak, it is correct. He had 67 touchdowns. Jared Goff had 65. Ooh, pretty close. Pretty good. All right, Pep, which two teams – have the least playoff wins. You get one point for each. <laughs> um, gosh, I'm horrible tonight. Um, I'm going to go. I'll give you a hint. Cincinnati one of them makes Bengals. me very happy. The Cincinnati Bengals? That is one. <laughs> and then <laughs> um, I will do the Cleveland Browns. Wrong. Alex, do you want to guess the other team? Uh, Jaguars? It is the Texans. Uh, Texans. I, I figured it was probably the Texans. Uh, no, yeah. Texans have been since 2002, so. True. All right. Alex is up 3-2. to two. Alex, what is the one... Oh, no, sorry. That's when you forgot. Alex, what is the last player... No, wait. What the hell? All right. We all know the Bengals have had a drought of winning the playoffs... For 28 years, who is who has the second longest drought in the NFL? Uh, second longest drought in, uh, for playoff wins. 
not winning a playoff game. Um, yes. The Browns? It is the Lions. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah I think. The Browns was second. The Browns was, I think it was like 1994 or something like that. Yeah. All right, last question. Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. All right, last question is for Pep, and then we have Little Quick Chops is the second segment in this. Pep, what is the one team that hasn't had a all-pro player in the last 11 years? Um, the Redskins. It is the Redskins. And I got that one. <laughs> who was the last player on the Redskins who went all-pro? And I'll give you a, a very specific hint. He was their punter in 1996. <laughs> wow um gotta give me a second here <laughs> feel like i can get this tom tupa it is matt turk oh i bet darn that, it I bet, I bet that was your second guess no it wasn't but tom <laughs> tupa was great all right i think the score is like four to three i've got one point for that one We'll say it's four to three. All right, little quick chops. It's gonna be quick and fast. All right, Alex, which team has the longest playoff drought? Didn't we already? Oh, playoff drought of getting the playoffs. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the Browns. Yes, five to three. Pep, what is Spencer Ware's number? Thirty-two. Five to four. Chiefs. Alex, what are the Chiefs' backup quarterback? Chad Henney. Six four. Pep, what is the Rams' backup quarterback? Oh, how am I forgetting this? And Eric Dickerson, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Sean Mannion. Oh, Sean Mannion. Oh. All right. Uh, I missed it. Where did Ben Roethlisberger go to college? Um, he went to um, – um, why, why am I forgetting where he went to college? Oh, Miami, Ohio. Yes. All right, and the final question for Pep: Who has more receiving yards? Mark, who has more receiving touchdowns? Mark Ingram in his whole career, or Alvin Kamara this season? Uh, Mark Ingram, his whole career. It is Mark Ingram. He has five, and Kamara had four this year. So you are correct, but Alex still won the chopping block. So congratulations. Nice. Do you have anything? Do you have anything to say? Uh, feel good to be chopped. Weren't you the you were you were chopped last last time too? I believe I was. I uh, just I guess that makes can't stop being I'm double chopped. You're super chopped. Super chopped. All right. Um, great chopping block there. Uh, always always fun to to participate in that, especially when I win. Um, <laughs> all right. Why don't we close it out here with our overreactions? Uh, Reed, why, oh, Reed's not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got that. <laughs> uh, screw you. Got yours. Um. Okay. Here's my overreaction. Um. Totally not stalling here, but uh, <laughs> I think you know I've been thinking about this for a while, honestly. And the more I think about it, the more it makes me think. I think that the Saints' offense is gonna. Sl- I think that's been pretty crap, and I think the Rams' pass rush is really good. I think it's going to make Drew Brees make a lot of mistakes. I think Drew Brees is going to throw three overreactions. Or three, three interceptions. <laughs> three overreactions. He's going to come on the show think, and have three overreactions. 
Hey, that is a great transition to my overreaction. Because I did throw three overreactions today, guys. I called CJ Anderson the GOAT. I told you Darius Hayward Bay, so-and-so Washington, Ryan Switzer, Vance McDonald were the best receiving corps in the NFL. I told you uh, Taysom Hill is the best offensive weapon I've seen since Denard Robinson. So I'm kind of out of overreactions at this point. But I think... Ben Roethlisberger is one of the bigger prima donnas in the NFL. I mean, you're listening to all these former and current Pittsburgh receivers saying, hey, Ben, don't say that about me on the radio. Don't go on the radio and say that I ran a route wrong. Don't like Ben Roethlisberger, not the greatest leader. (laughs) You know, I I think Ben Roethlisberger criticizes receivers a lot. And I'm sorry that that's not as much of an overreaction. But uh, I did throw for three yeah, today. That, that, that's pretty good. We'll, we'll, we'll take the first three because that, that last one is definitely not an overreaction. That's just a normal person having drawing the only logical conclusion they can. Um, my overreaction um, is about the Eagles. Um, I think that they should trade away Carson Wentz and sign Nick Foles because they were clearly better under Nick Foles. Clearly the more talented quarterback um so just get rid of Carson Wentz get him out of the division um not not important to the future of your franchise and he's only he's only three years younger than Nick Foles it's not like there's a huge age gap between them um definitely in the twilight of his career he's uh he's got back problems uh never be able to play well again uh just get rid of him um Alex I guess you could say uh durability is an issue yeah, definitely. As our friends at Madden 07. Yeah, I read the scouting report, did a did pocket presence with him, got the got the full scouting report. Um and uh it's just not it's not looking good for you guys. Just just get rid of him. Maybe get rid of Nick Foles too. Um start start anew. Um so yeah, that's my overreaction for the day. All right, why don't we uh get out of here? Um, because we had, we actually, I was surprised we, uh, made it this long on the podcast. I thought today was going to be a shorter pod, but, uh, about average, uh, about an hour, just, just short, but, uh, I think it was a good podcast. I'm proud of you guys. Um, and I will see everyone who listened next week. <laughs>